so tired about how you get in. God, it's loud. He plays this weird, chinky song beforehand. Too. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that. He plays this weird, chinky song. Yeah, what the hell is this shit? Oh my yeah. God, I was already in. I didn't mean for you to hear that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wow, that wicked brother Wicked's an asshole. No, yeah, it's really I it, his... when I signed in, it's really loud in my ears, and it was like, <laughs> that thing you play is terrible. <laughs> hey, it's non-copyrighted, man. So I know, sorry. I know, I know why you play it. I'm so sorry. I, I didn't mean to offend you. Um, you're sorry. What are you Canadian now? I'm very sorry. sorry. It's very. By the way, Matthew, it's great to see you again. Yeah, it's great to see you, too. Uh, welcome to the Wicked Awesome Podcast. I'm your host, Brother Wicked. And we uh, you know, I'm. you are never prepared to take my call until tonight when I start talking shit. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. We're going to bring Eric in here, too. So we got Stout, we got myself, and we got Eric. Wait, we got to do this with Eric? Yeah, we got to do this with Eric. We do. Oh, Shut I didn't up, sign Stout. on for that. <laughs> I yeah, love you, buddy. I'm, I'm just kidding. Wait. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I heard you. Yeah. 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 Matten is uh, weird intro music. But welcome, Father Brian. Welcome, Stinky Glenn. Sorry, I should have. I should have brought that up to your attention. Uh, like, sorry. I'm sorry. I should have brought I'm sorry. it up. I'm sorry. I should have brought it up just to you privately. But I was like, <laughs> oh, this fucking loud, stupid. All right, I'm you, sorry. I'm sorry. You, ho you hoser. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so today we're going to review uh, Peter Gabriel's 1986 release of the album So. And uh, I played this a little bit just uh, an hour ago, if some of you are here for the pre-show. But uh, anyway, what are your memories yeah. of this album from back when it actually came out? Never heard it. Never heard it. Never heard it at all. Okay. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So what are your memories of it? I mean, what are your memories of this album? I, I thought it was a pretty good album back when we were young because um, uh, it was Peter Gabriel wasn't known as being a big time music, big time musician at the time. But he mm -hmm. uh, I, I liked it. I He had a lot of hits off it. I thought it was pretty good. Exactly. Eric, uh, what do you what do you remember of this album from back I, in I remember the video, the sledgehammer video. Yeah. Uh yeah. is is uh, probably the most prominent memory. Right. Uh, of course videos were new at that time, right? And yes. Uh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, that was kind of a cool video, I think. Yeah. I didn't realize till today that this was his fifth solo album and certainly his most popular. And you know, there were some songs that we recognize now that had some radio play, like uh, Games Without Frontiers, Shock the Monkey, uh, mm. Salisbury Hill. You know, he had a handful of hits that kind of cracked the top 40 and now... I would think more than a handful, um, Matt. If you think about Peter Gabriel, he almost everything he made was a hit on his albums. It was crazy. Like a five out of five out of eight or 10 songs, more than 50% on every album that he, yeah. Well, it's just, I, I started the pre-show 
playing the fourth album, and all of his previous albums were, I'm going to mispronounce this word, eponymous, eponymous, uh, eponymous, eponymous. They didn't have titles. They didn't have yes. titles. But uh, David Geffen said on this one, uh, God damn it, Peter Gabriel, you're going to have to have a title for this album. So uh, he uh, titled this one. So, but anyway, eponymous. how do you pronounce that word? Eponymous? It, uh, Hippopotamus? I, it... <laughs> so, hey, sorry, wait. Williams. So do you, do you guys want to um, confront the elephant in the room about Peter Gabriel? Uh, and I think you would know what we're talking about, right, Matt or Eric? What's the elephant in the room? Um, yeah. It'll probably come up later. <laughs> Stop, Eric. Um, that he was in Genesis, and he really wasn't trying to sabotage the band, but he was so odd and dressed so weird, they wanted him out. Yeah, and all the better for him, because Genesis suck. Well, oh, my oh, point oh. is, no, oh. well, you yeah, had... I can't yeah, but you had you said that Genesis are terrible. God. You had two members of the band that oh were pretty talented musicians. I'm done with this podcast. <laughs> I know, right? I'm signing out too. Matt's too hard on us. Yeah. Phil um, Collins annoys the living. Pizza. Yeah, but you're. But this is before Phil. No, he what was. I'm talking, Collins was a Phil's genius. No, Phil was Genesis. I know, but you're genius. Okay, you're you're missing the point, Matt. This is before Phil. This is why Phil got hired. No, that's not true. They're in the band together. No, sure. Peter Gabriel was the lead singer for Genesis. Yes, and and Phil Collins was in the band. Was the and drummer he was the drummer, and he was the drummer. I he know was the, he was the drummer. Yeah, yeah. But how long did Peter Gabriel last when he was hired as the drummer? In other words, how long after Phil Collins was hired, Peter was already in the band for a while. Right. Phil got hired. How long were they together in the band? Not very long, right? And they said to, to Phil Collins, can you sing? Right, right. So that's right. how that goes. But they wanted Peter gone. And this is my issue is they wanted Peter gone because he dressed weird. He danced around the stage. He did his Native American thing. And he was pretty good. But he was weirdly sabotaging, I think, the band. And then when he went out on his own, he was bigger than ever and made a million hits, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one but in kind of a different way, like, I mean, Peter Gabriel in a different way, meaning Peter Gabriel's actually kind of good, where Genesis with Phil Collins kind of suck. So there's the. Well, difference. I guess my question is, <laughs> why did they give an FU to each other? Because I don't know, because they're just different. I mean, they're just different people. Yeah. But then, th then when he went on his own, Peter Gabriel did. He did exactly what they asked him to do, <laughs> on his own. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, this is right. Really, I mean, if you listen to, and I mean, Eric listened to the fourth album, the first side of it would be, and it does. It didn't have much pop appeal. I mean, most of his earlier stuff, with the exception of a few hits, really was experiential stuff and kind of like uh, he had a cult following. This album is what brought him into pop stardom. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I, I do agree with that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Eric mentioned Sledgehammer. Uh, that video was what propelled that song to number one, and we that remember changed. that video. Everybody wanted to make a video about that, like even Metallica wanted to have a video like that. Right, 
right. because right. he used uh, some innovative things, which were claymation and stuff, top, stop motion claymation, mm-hmm. which was ages old. But yep. he did his thing and everybody wanted MTV to make a video then. You know, it was weird. Exactly. Uh, a little known fact, he made all those claymations by hand himself. Did he really? Did he really? No, wow. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh man, Eric! <laughs> I'm sorry. We to. both we both bit on that <laughs> hook. I like, know you guys are like hook, line, and sinker on that. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted it to be true. I was like, "Oh man, that's cool." I know. I, I did too. But well, Eric will never believe you again in the future. But whatever. That's okay. And it's it, it's hard. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. And it's hard to know if uh, his intention was to make a pop album. My, my guess is he probably uh, did intend on making this more of a pop-oriented album. So the album starts out with the song Red Rain. I don't have many notes on this song, so I'm going to leave it up to you guys. What's your opinion? I wasn't that? going to take notes, to be honest with you, and then I did because I was like, because we've heard these songs a million times, most of the hits. Sure. And then I took notes and I was like, you know what? It kind of goes on too long at the end. But I would give it like a seven out of a ten. Well, no, we're not. You. You're 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 jumping way ahead. We don't give ratings no, of this that's... album. We go track by track first. No, and no, this is not. This is this is track. Let's this is Red Rain. Okay, as Red a as a as a, a, a yeah, I would seven. give it a seven out of a ten. But the it goes on too long at the end, and he's and he's very political normally. Yeah, he's a liberal pansy. Yeah. Well, so, no, it's not that. It's just that he's like, red rain, can you feel my pain? Kind of yeah. that vibe at the end. It just goes on and on. It's like, red rain is falling. Oh, look, we get it. It was a good song. Falling down all over me. And I like I it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can't make out a single sound that you scream. He does get a little. Uh, he does get a good rasp out of his voice at the end, which he usually doesn't. Yeah, like creepy, you're right. Kind of a creepy rasp. Exactly. Yeah. It's a good song. It just it's goes on at the end, repetitive a little bit. I think. Yeah. Now, can this? The uh, you know the Slayer song "Raining Blood." Uh, I, I mean, is this song? Uh, do these two songs mean the same thing? Uh, Slayer's. <laughs> Red. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Red Slayer. Rain. Yeah, Red Rain. Uh, I mean, What's Red that? Rain. I assume blood's falling out of the air, right? Yeah, uh, I think. I, yeah, but Eric. Well, at the yeah, Eric. Go ahead. Yes, yes. Red Rain is a song about uh, this uh, uh, the destructive world that we live in, and uh, social issues, and evil people, and all this bad stuff that happens. That uh, that he's frustrated with all over right. the world, right. and it's based actually. It's uh, based on. I'm doing Wikipedia here. It's not like I've studied all this stuff, but uh, it's based on uh, a dream he had of uh, of uh, human shaped bottles that are being filled up with this red rain. Oh wow, it, man! Yeah, it's actually a dream he had. But oh, what was cool. your response when you were a young kid and you heard this song, Eric? Like, what was your interpretation of it? Uh, I, well, after I threw up in my mouth a little bit. 
and no, I'm just kidding. It, I I don't know. I wasn't very. I, I wasn't a big Peter Gabriel guy back then. Uh, I basically the the few poppy hit songs that he had. The only ones I really listened to. I never had an album or anything like that, and I probably heard this song, but I I didn't really remember it until I I, I did. It was album. in heavy rotation. Um, was it really? <laughs> yeah, and over the years, Red Rain was in heavy rotation on the huh. pop stations. Okay. Um, but you know, you probably listened to more of a rock station or whatever. But if you had what was the one when we were kids, WABK or something, did the pop stuff. Um. I feel like Red Rain back then, 1986, represented everything that musicians were trying to tell you about Acid Rain. Acid Rain? Yeah. Doesn't that make sense? Like everybody, Rush was thinking about it. Like that, everybody that's what I thought. It. At, that's what I thought at first, Chris. That's the first thing I thought was, oh, they're, you know, world destruction and Acid Rain killing the earth and in an environmental, you know, kind of song. But it, it that's you know yeah. that's not what i've read about it but that's, yeah that's what i yeah you're right that's what i thought right no that's cool right. i never read or investigated about it so i don't you know peter gabriel's an eccentric guy he's a good artist i think mm. I, I don't put people's art down like even if i'm not the biggest fan if you're out there making music and you can do it right i've always said that to you with matt remember last week i was like i I'm not a fan of certain bands, but I can't put down their art. Right. <clears throat> yeah, no, and I, I I, would agree with that. And, yeah. and he seems like the came kind of guy that is, he does songs that are art before they are, you know, he's not looking, it doesn't seem like he's looking for a hit song. He's look. He just wants to be heard and get his message out, I think. Right. With a couple exceptions, I would uh, completely yeah, sure. agree with that. Yeah. I uh, remember I joined the tape club out of the TV guide where you get, what, 10 cassettes for a penny? Mm. Or you, we all joined those. Was that G? And, what was that? GM? No, C? What was the? Uh, what I was that remember. called? GM? It, it was Capital did one and then GMC? Yeah. There are, there are a few different ones you could That's join. But anyway. Yeah, anyway, this was one of the tapes that came with it. So the first time I heard Red Rain was when I played that tape. And um, I remember liking it. And then uh, the next song, Sludgehammer, is interesting because I really did not like this song at the time. Really? I thought it was overplayed. It did uh, go to number one on Billboard, like I said before. It was overplayed, the, but it was very enjoyable. Because the, largely because of the video. But... I don't know. It just didn't. There was something about it that annoyed me. However, as I listened to it in an album context over the last few days, it's kind of grown on me. I like this song. That bamboo flute. Right. Right. I love the sound of a bamboo flute. Exactly. Um, the yeah, only so. other time I can remember hearing that is in a Dire Straits song called Right Across the River, where they play that bamboo flute the same way. And it's. Uh, there's something about the musicianship. I, I don't think Peter Gabriel was, he wasn't dumb about hiring musicians. He had a really l great uh, bunch of musicians behind him. So that, you seen that's the, probably what made him. Have you seen the personnel on this album? I mean, it's a mile long. I mean, mm. a lot of music. Yeah, Kate Bush and shit. 
Yep. Yeah. Well, even beyond that, just, I mean, a lot of bass players, a lot of uh, synth players, a lot of just drummers. And uh, Stuart Compl- Copeland of the police came in just to play the hi-hat. Uh, he, he's credited for playing the hi-hat. Uh, Eric, what do you think of Sledgehammer? I, I like it. Um, like you said, I think it's, you know, fairly commercialized in, in a lot of play. But I like the, of course, I'm a funk blues fan. So I like the funky blues rhythm. And it's, I think it's got a good foundation mm-hmm. uh, musically. Um, good bass line. Yep. I do. Uh, I, I think a lot of times Peter Gabriel, uh, he throws a lot of stuff in a in a song, and it, to me, it just you know the different noises and the different uh, sounds of the different instruments don't really, you know, work together. This, like you guys said, this this flute thing, really, it's friggin' cool, uh, and it works well with the song and works well with the the bluesy, funky uh, bass line and stuff for, somehow. Kind of like almost like uh, Jethro Tull, Tullish kind of thing, <clears throat> you know. Not exactly, but how they work. You know, who would have thought flute and rock and roll roll go together? Well, you um, have that, and then you have the horns, and they're actual yeah, horns. They're not exactly. synth horns. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And that that the horns lend to kind of the the brassy blues stuff. I think you know that the a good blues band has a harmonica and has horns and has a Hammond organ. Right. So right. That, right. that kind of, that kind of thing. I, I, I like the song. I, I, I like, like you said, it's cursed, a little commercialized and, and you know, the, the message seems to be a lot different than the rest of his music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's more of, more of a simple, you know, doesn't mean much, but uh, yeah, like his other songs, not as deep. And it almost seems like out of place a little bit on this album. And this sure. isn't the only song that does that on this album. There, There's one other that I'll bring up later. But it doesn't really, I mean, what does the song even mean? I don't believe it really means anything. It's kind I don't of, know we, if it means anything either, but he, his. if you listen to the lyrics, they're fun. Right? right. So it doesn't have yeah. to mean that much. Like Sledgehammer through the ages how how old is this album it's 35 years old or something right so when he's just like uh you know everything he says in the song is kind of like ridiculous but fun i don't think it was sex probably it it sounds like it yeah 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 Yeah. Uh, sledgehammer he's got a big old hog that he's <laughs> well i don't know if he's going that far bumper <laughs> that cars going to, uh, yeah bumper cars, yeah, bumper cars bumper cars bumping and yeah 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 let me in what was it let me into hog. your let yeah. me into your fruit cage <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> with with my big hog <laughs> i know what that so means too it, it probably is sexual but it's yeah. still like Probably. an upbeat, fun, on, fun song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, Sergeant Williams. I, uh, I uh, sometimes I feel like I offend Sergeant Williams with my. Uh, I'm sure you do. Well, I, I hope not. But she, she keeps on listening, and she co-hosts shows with me. Thankfully, but yeah, yeah. Well, but she's at a whole. She's at a whole different level. Why? What we happened? Course, we all offend her. I'm sure. Well, I don't <laughs> know just, what he just said. What? She's hard to offend. So yeah. Yeah. What just happened? Why did you apologize? What happened? 
I didn't apologize. I just. Oh, I just you were like, I feel like I offend her, but I guess I missed something. Well, I mean, every once in a while, I will say something like, yeah, he's singing. He's singing about his big old hog in this song. And I'm like, you know, is that offensive? Is that offensive? Well, we don't know if he even has a big old hog and we don't know what a hog is. Most of us. Well, yeah. if you're going to sing, you're not going to sing about your little teeny hog. OK, <laughs> if you're going to if you're going to write a song. Right. Yeah, really he's not like... a good song. <laughs> uh, Mike from Tampa Bay, welcome. He just asked, "Are we playing any Gabriel Peter Gabriel songs?" I did that previously before the show. We're reviewing Peter Gabriel's so right now. Yeah. Oh my God, Mike from Tampa Bay. I think oh, Mike, Matt played uh, two albums before the show. So I, one and a half. I played the first side of his fourth album, and then I played all of so. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I think he, Peter Gabriel knew that he was going to have a hit with this song and he just went all out and uh, the the video and just. Yeah. And he did. This song did its job in becoming a pop song and really helped sell this album. No question. Yeah. And I just read the words. This is totally a sex song. It I'm is. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, I go dancing, we go dancing in, oh, won't you show for me, and I will show for you, show for me, yeah. I will show for you. It, it, it's all full of it, yeah. Yeah, uh, you show me your rear end, and I'll show you my, you know. That's that's not in here. Oh, it's not in here? Oh. No, but, but I, I think that's, that's what he's saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I guess you could say that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, you show for me, aren't there so many songs that are sexual oriented or innuendos like um, Crash by uh, what's his name? Dave Matthews. That's a sex it's song. A, it's how a beautiful. Him, and, how, and how dare you bring up Dave Matthews? On this show? Well, I don't yeah. I don't mean to be a dickhead, but it's a beautiful like written song it's so smooth and like there's a lot of things people don't hear in songs where they're trying right. to be and right. just like eric was just saying about um peter gabriel's song it's like at the end of crash it's so beautiful it's like lift your hike up your skirt a little more show the world to me yep. to, to me that feels like it's a teenage thing it's like boys want to see the world you know like the girl's world that's it's that's innocent that's seeing it's the girl's kinda, world, I see. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's kind of innocent, but it's okay, like show the world Matt, to me. Think a little deeper. A little <laughs> come on. Deeper. Yeah. Trump. That's hard for me. So it's it, like uh, ACDC giving the dog a bone. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's pretty. That's an innuendo, isn't it? Yeah. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Giving the dog a yeah. bone, Night Prowler, um, uh, every ACDC song, almost every, every... one of them. <laughs> Every yeah. single one of them. And they didn't deal with the one thing you can admit is with ACDC, they never talked about drugs, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. They talked about drinking, but they never talked about drugs, sex, drinking, and rock and roll was ACDC's thing. Never drugs. They know they talked about drugs. Uh, shoot to thrill. Too many women, too many pills. There you yep, go. Yeah, there you go. He got you yep. on that one, Stout. Wait, 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 whoa, 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 Listen, what if it was the too many women that were taking too many pills? How about that? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matting. matter who's taking the pills. They're still drugs. They're still drugs. Oh, my God. I got to sign out of the show. I got to sign out of the show. She's got the jack. 
She's got the yeah. That's about that's it. a venere- venereal yeah. disease. Yes, we just okay. want Which that. You- I want I want the girl with the jack. Okay, for right now, I got a lot to say about don't give up, okay. but I can't talk about it right now till rounding thirds in the show. So Why? Gonna- what? He's not here. Yeah, he's not here at the moment. Once he comes in, we'll go back to it. But we got to skip over it from. from All now. right. Or wh- where are we going to uh, that voice again? Yeah, we'll go to that voice again. And yeah, um, I want to be with you. I want to be near. But each time I something, it's a voice I hear. Hated it. Hated it. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, it's, you know, it's, it leaves you to believe that there is totally eighties pop. It was very like the record company probably wanted them to put something out that they liked, you know? And I bet you think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the record company wanted that to be the number one hit and it just was, it was just awkward, weird, took too long. You know, once again, good musicianship on it, but uh, no, eh, no, it wasn't that great. What do you think about it, Eric? I, 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 I don't know. I don't want to agree with Stout, but I kind of do. It, it is. It's thanks, it, buddy. Did go kind of poppy in it. Yeah, I want to be with you. I want to be clear, but each time I try, it's the voice I hear. Okay, listening to a, car, a jury in my head. It's coloring everything, all we did and said. Uh, yeah, and the lyrics aren't that strong. Okay, it's a pretty weak song. Yeah, yeah. he's he's obviously talking about his conscience and, and, right. and you know, that right. sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, what he does uh, compared to what's in his head, that kind of thing. Exactly. What hey, rounding thirds finally in. Hey, lady, me, how you doing? Good, good to see you here. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. It. It's like this, so. This is the song that closes off the first side of the album, and um, it's almost like it's just placed there because they need something there to close out the album. So it can be kind of a forgettable song. It's upbeat yeah. and kind of meaningless. Yeah, uh, forgettable actually. Okay, rounding thirds back, so we can talk about don't give up. All right. Now, this song, um, I, th- when I just listened to it about an hour ago, I had my headphones on, and it was really the first time I could clearly hear the bass line. The bass line to this song kicks ass. Uh, it's really, really good. Uh, the song is inspired by the photograph that was taken during the Great Depression, who, and I can't rem- remember the name of the photographer. You'd recognize the picture. It's called uh, Migrant Mother. And anyway, it's a woman in despair around her six kids as she's waiting to for shelter or, and or work, both food, uh, uh, basically struggling for survival. And... I will stop talking right now, but I'm going to add quite a bit more to this in a minute. Uh, Stout, what do you think of Don't Give Up? I actually enjoyed the song, and and even way after it came out, I had a moment where I was listening to this song for, I don't know, a week or something. I really liked it. And then, of course, I thought it was Mazzy Starr singing it on or something, but it was Kate Bush. (laughs) No, I actually thought it was Mazzy Star singing behind. No, I I really did. 
I really did think it was Mazzy Star. <laughs> if you're going to ask me something, don't just joke me into the ground because that's hurtful. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I actually, I thought it Mazzy was somebody. Star, I she's couldn't... the one that sang Straight she's very... on to was the, song, was the name of the song again? Straight On To You or something? Or F yeah, No, Straight On To You was a different uh, band. Uh, Fade Into hat. You. Yeah. Uh, fade into you. That's what it was. Fade. Into yes, you. but she's way younger too. So when I was trying to recall the song, I thought it was Mazzy Star. Yeah. But it was um, uh, uh, Kate Bush, which I thought Peter Gabriel had dated her or something. But apparently, they maybe never had anything like that. Um, uh, they had Peter, to something, I think. But well, they probably he, did because he, he was her sledgehammer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. So yeah, yeah. they had gone through a rough time. I guess Peter Gabriel had just his wife just gave birth, and then they broke up or whatever. It doesn't matter. The point is, I thought the song was pretty good, but just like you said, Matt, it's driven by keyboard and bass, and the bass line through that whole thing is a killer oh, bass line. Awesome. This crazy. guy, he surrounded himself with musicians, and they that guy knows how to play the bass because exactly. every note that song wouldn't have worked without that bass. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Uh, what'd you think of this song, Eric? Yeah, I, I like, you know, the, the lyrics are okay. And, and uh, the message, the message is obviously good. Uh, mm -hmm. It's good musically. Uh, yeah. It just <laughs> makes me want to sit in a dark room and cry. Yeah. Did yeah, you guys ever that. see the video for this one? Well, I was going to bring that up. This is where the story comes in. Okay. Um, all right. So variety show like our at Mount View High School, our junior year, um, the teachers all did a skit where our Mrs. Hubbard plays Mrs. Hubbard as a real old lady. I remember that. That was awesome. Yeah. I loved her doing that with her big giant butt. Exactly, exactly. And all the students in this skit were teachers. And then so it starts up and then down the aisle, a motorcycle riding a motorcycle is our vice principal, Mr. White. Yeah. His first name was John. And they call him Johnny in the skit. I love that and guy, anyway, too. He was great. Yeah. Now, anyway, where everyone's laughing, whatever. Our uh, freshman year English teacher who's playing like this hood of a student, she, when J Mr. White gets on stage, sits at his desk, she sits in his lap. Now, this is where the store, the rounding third part comes in. Rounding third is sitting about two rows back from me with a group of kind of hoodlums. And he yells out, Johnny's got a stiffy. <laughs> <laughs> so now you just mentioned the video. Now, Kate Bush and uh, Peter Gabriel are in an embrace and they're like really feeling each like other. Like the whole right? video. Yeah. They're it's like just you know, mauling so each other. Exactly. So if they didn't date, they, I bet they did some sort of hanky panky yeah i mean i'm sure i mean they're rock stars i'm sure they did something but, yeah, but it also me, but the video let finish, also let me finish let me finish because this is important because this ties into my rounding third story <laughs> okay what the video needs it needs rounding third in the back going pete's got a stiffy 
but <laughs> you know that, that's what I thought of when I watched that video. Actually, yeah, because you know Pete, Pete's probably got a yeah, he probably does. Yeah, but go ahead, Stout. Oh no, I just thought the video was kind of cool just because it was so simplistic and they were spinning what what they were on a revolving thing, right? Each time one of them sang. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, no, no I thought who wants to watch that? Get a friggin' room and get a put room? some putting something snazzy on there. That's I like the video. It kind of touches me and it yeah. kind of makes me I want to be the one hugging Kate Bush and singing, you know. You want to be the, the one to hug anybody's bush right now. <laughs> anyway that's a different story um but yeah i want to be the one hugging kate bush and uh you know singing and he sings he sings his ass off on this song he does when he he gets emotional they both do i think the song was pretty good i think the message was kind of there and i think that his musicianship and his writing shows through it's a lo- fairly long song for the album um yeah but it covered yeah. a lot of stuff, and it and he always sang for like Biko. He sang for the apartheid. He sang for political things that made sense. He didn't sing for one side or the other. He sang for the weak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, he, so he he did, he did. Yep. Um, Eric, do you like do you like the song? Did I? Ask it, it's, you okay. That? Uh, it's okay. It's okay. It yeah. It, I mean, like I, I can appreciate this song. Um. I, I wish they just wouldn't model of each other in the video so much. I mean, it's just us making me <laughs> well, sick. I'm going to puke. Well, you know who he wanted to uh, actually sing with on this song? Before Dolly Pete? Parton. Dolly Parton. Can you and imagine I can see why. You'd have to, you'd need a wider screen because they <laughs> wouldn't be that close. Mazzy Star. I'm telling you. No, yeah. it's not Mazzy Stars. Dolly, Dolly Parton. Parton. Oh. Can you imagine him hugging Dolly Parton? Oh, goodness gracious. He doesn't have long enough arms. <laughs> Can you guys give me a cue when I should say Mazzy Star? Mazzy Star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shut up. Yeah. Mazzy Star. Well, Mazzy Star. Mazzy Star. That song that she sang, that we that, that fade into you, that guitar part is annoying and kind of cheesy and repetitive. But we're not reviewing that right now. No, but by the way, Matt, have you ever looked up that little girl drummer from uh, Australia or whatever that Dave Grohl has the battle with? What's her well, name? I, she's really good. She's growing, and she's way better than any musician we're ever going to see in our lifetime. I have. Um, burglar would not want to see when he breaks into a house. Right. Naked grandma. Naked, huh? <laughs> Naked grandma. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And true. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, Mercy Street. Okay. So now we're flipping the record over. And we got Mercy Street. Now, this song is his interpretation of Ann Sexton's poem, Mercy Street 45. Ann Sexton was batshit insane. Um, she was? Really? Uh, oh, yeah. She, and it, she like, abused her kids, bipolar, psych wards, like, b- abused her kids in, like, horrible, horrible ways. Ended up killing herself um, by doing the garage door plug muffler thing. And uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. She was nuts. But like 
a lot of great poets, a lot of great poets uh, are were nuts. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. A lot of great what now? Poets uh, are nuts, like wicked nuts. Yeah. Didn't, yeah. didn't we miss a song? Uh, did we? Well, no, we that. skipped back. And so now we're we're back again. Yeah. 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 yeah we talked no. about that voice again and don't give up. Uh, we did that yeah. voice again. Then we went and then back. now we're on Mercy Street and number yeah. five is in your eyes. Oh, we yeah, we did skip. Oh, in your OK, eyes. now. Let yeah. Me, oh, let me. Oh, say well, all of our favorite friggin song. You guys yeah. pay attention. Uh, well, <laughs> this is what Eric's not wrong in this. OK. In the newer versions in your eyes is the last song on the album because that's how peter gabriel wanted it now what we grew up with was in your eyes was the first song of the second side which it should have stayed there because it works better there Mm. than it does the last song but um okay sorry go back to mercy street then so we'll go back to mercy street and we'll finish within your eyes because uh yeah we'll do that We'll do that. Okay. Uh, so anyway, Mercy Street is his interpretation of uh, the Anne Sexton poem, Mercy Street 45, based in Boston. And uh, anyway, uh, go ahead. Uh, one of you guys, what do you think of Mercy Street? Give her some stout. I, I think the the feel of the song is good, and it's got a deep meaning, But and the musicianship is good. You know, I don't think it's Peter Gabriel's best thing. I think it's his backing band's best thing, kind of, you know. And it's sad. It's kind of a sad story, you know. So uh, that's, you know, that's all I got. That's what you, that's what you have. That's all you have for this song, really? Yeah, I, it, 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 it's kind of a song that is good to listen to. Like Eric said earlier, if you want to listen to something in the dark and feel sad, that would be the one. Mm-hmm. But, um. But but the the vibe and the feel of the song and the musicianship is really good. It's just you know at the end of the day it's kind of sad you know. Oh, it's very sad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you think, there, Mister Eric? I I, I kind of I you know it, it's okay. I kind of like it. It it, it the uh, the uh, the music. Uh, uh, the musicality of the whole thing is, is everything kind of works together. Uh, I mm-hmm. like that. The, you know, all the different uh, uh, instruments and sounds he's putting in, they, they kind of mesh together pretty good. Uh, like how they, uh, he's sing he's singing slower, but the, the beat and the bass line and, and everything else is going a little faster. That's so a gives, good, that's a really good observation. And yeah. So it right. gives it a kind of a cool, vibe that way it's got kind of a dark uh i don't know vibe but you listen to just the music and it's kind of you know it's kind of upbeat you know it's weird it's a weird mesh that is that's interesting yeah yeah um i like how he overdubs his own vocals where he does a high part and a low part it really adds to the song and a lot of times I don't like it when artists overdub with their own voice, but in this case I do. And he, he used all the tracks and I, and I agree with you, Matt. I think he used all 16 tracks or whatever he was using. Um, and it, it, like going back to don't give up, you can tell they were not in the room together and they, you could tell how the tracks are overdubbing each other. Right. Yeah. So somebody, sings and then and i don't know if that's on purpose that might be a gabriel thing where he sings a part 
they were together during Don't Give Up. We saw the video where they're all hugging. <laughs> <and> they're... <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. They were definitely cut together. Yeah. 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 I, um, the lyrics, uh, I thought of an Allen story with this one. Let's take the boat out, wait until darkness. Let's take the boat out, wait until darkness. Anyway, it reminds me of a party that Barrick had at his camp. And it was in October, and the canoe was put away in, inside the camp. That's where they stored it. And Alan and I, after a bunch of beer, were like, hey, let's take that canoe out on the lake. You know, the, it was like a full moon, so you could see the whole lake. Yeah, yeah. So first we asked Barrick, Barrick, can we take the canoe out on the lake? And Barrick's like, no, no. And then we're like, we'll wait till he's not paying attention, and then we'll take the canoe out. Somehow mm-hmm. we managed to get the canoe out of the camp. And just as we were putting the nose end of it into the water, Barrick came running down full speed going, you guys, try! <laughs> And we were like, come on, we just want to take the canoe out. So that lyric, uh, uh, let's take the boat out, wait until darkness, reminds me of Alan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, wait, was it, was it romantic? Was that your first kiss, Wicked? No, Alan and I kissed long before that. Yeah, definitely. Um, the, but it was probably a good thing. We were, it was dark and we were really drunk, young and stupid. So, we, you know, that would have ended up in the Bangor Daily News the next day. Two teenagers found dead in Brooks Lake. Uh, so, yep. Yeah. And then Peter Gabriel would have written a song about it. Yeah. No, Genesis would have. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. That'll be my legacy right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll die some weird death in Genesis. Phil Collins will write a song about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, yeah. Uh, now we're to the next one. Big time. Uh, big, big yeah. time. Yeah. This is about the excess of the uh, 80s uh, Reagan generation. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Eric. Uh, what do you think of big time? Well, I think uh, it it is about the excess of the Reagan generation because the economy was doing so well at that time. But uh, anyway, I like the tune. It's an upbeat tune. You can sing to it and mm-hmm. crank it up a little bit. Um, I know he's he's uh, being a little tongue in cheek there with uh, with the lyrics, you know, and 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 stuff, uh, but. Uh, I, I like it. It's got a good, good uh, groove, and uh, I don't know, just a good upbeat song. Something you listen to when you want to pick yourself up a little bit. Exactly. Unlike the economy now, thanks, Wicked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got me there. Yeah, this is the Jimmy Carter economy we're living in. No, actually, yeah. Jimmy Carter, we had uh, high unemployment and inflation, so. We haven't had that since Jimmy Carter. And, and yeah, and high yeah. interest rates, yeah. Exactly. Very high. Yeah, yeah. The Offspring singer is a pilot and makes hot sauce. That's kind of cool. Uh, my ex-wife's boyfriend makes hot sauce, too. He makes really good hot sauce. I think I've talked about that. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, big Time. What do you think about Big Time Stout? I think that's my favorite song on the album. Really? Big Time, yeah. your favorite song on the album. Hmm. I mean, you know, it starts out really fun where he goes, hi there. And then he just goes into it. Like, I'm on my way. I'm making it. I just think it's 
cool. It speaks to everybody. You know, if you ever aspire to have a life, he's like, I'm going to walk through the front door. I will pray to a big God, uh, you know, as I kneel on the, in the big church. I, I love those kind of lyrics, mm-hmm. you know, for me, it's like, I don't know. It's I'm on my way. I'm making it, but it's also a huge song to let everybody know. It, it may mean nothing to some people, but, and it's upbeat. Like Eric said, it's you, you will tap a toe if you're driving down the road to that. Yeah. Yeah. I will say this. It was my favorite song on the album back when we were in high school. Now it could be my least favorite. Really? Because, yeah. Because your new favorite song is Mazzy stars backing vocals. <laughs> Mazzy stars backing vocals. Right. No, it seems out of place. It's like you have mercy street, which is like really kind of dark, sad and whatever else. Then all of a sudden you have hi there. Boom. boom. And it's just like you have this really upbeat, highly, uh, maybe it's satirical, maybe it's positive. It's, it, I think it's satirical. It, yeah. And anyway, it's just upbeat. And to me, it just seems kind of out of place to the rest of the album. Much but like the Sludge, artist much, hardly. Much like, much like Sledgehammer does. Actually. But it's the like artist it, doesn't read. It, it's, like, it's like doing an eight ball. You're up and you're down. And you're up and you're down. Okay. And that's I've never story. done that. Yeah. Uh, Me neither. So. Just saying. <laughs> but it's like the the composer doesn't arrange the album. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's. No, true. it's it's not always true, Matt. Mm-hmm. Back in 1986, if he wanted to arrange the songs, he couldn't pick what album he was going to put it on. He was like, all right, I made this other song. And then they, they just fit it between two shitty, sad songs. Well, you don't you don't want a, the whole friggin' album to be depressing. I mean, you kind of. Right. You know, so, you gotta, yeah, you so know. which which you track know. is this? Is this on the B side? Is it the second track? This is the B side and it would be the yes. In the newer version, it would be the second song. In the 80s version, when it first came out, it would have been the third song. Yeah. So back in the 80s, it was always second track on on uh, side A. No, it would it have was been, always. No, no. No, back in the, no. Back in the day, it would have been third on the second side. Now or it's two the, the B side. Yes, your hit was on the B side would be two in. Who's working out with like bottle caps? I don't know. I think Eric. Somebody. It sounds like somebody's popping them back. What? Yeah, like uh, drinking beers or something. What I'm is good. that sound? It's, it's dry fire training. Dry fire. Yeah. That's that's a whole nother podcast. You're training right now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So that's yeah. So you guys, it's your favorite song on the album, Stout and uh, Eric. And, did, did you did you say that? And Matt's most unlikable. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, 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 I guess I'm following along the lines of the uh, uh, the pop scene in, at the time it, it came out. But yeah, it's, it's one of 
the more likable songs to to me. Yeah, I it was a this. simple song with smart lyrics. Like, yeah, you sure. just random lyrics, and then you're saying something kind of smart. It, it's attractive, you know. I I think it was, and and it had to upbeat that tempo, like you said. You guys can't deny that if you took every all the lyrics out of it, you would tap a toe to it. Oh mm-hmm. sure, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's singing about his Big Johnson again, right? He's singing about <laughs> his Big Maybe. <laughs> big time. <laughs> yeah. Well, he talks about everything getting bigger, but he doesn't know You, that. You I guys, picked, does, the, you guys picked this album. I didn't. <laughs> well, I did, in, in fairness to Eric. Yeah, yeah. And you guys are you guys are good sports. Uh, about and I actually about. don't hate Peter Gabriel. I like a lot of his songs. He wrote oh, a yeah. lot of good songs. Yeah, okay. Uh, the next one we do what we're told. Uh, Milgram's thirty. Milgram's thirty-seven. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, do you guys know what this song's about? Did you do some research about this song? No. Uh, I did a little bit here. We do what we're told. Uh, describe uh, It seems like filler, like an interlude. Oh no! It's it's got a really good backstory to it. Well, good. Tell me because it did intrigue me, but I think it's it's not that good. I know what it's what you're probably going to say about this. Well, there was a there was a psychologist back in the '60s that did this experiment at Yale. Pinko all the, commie. Yeah, all the subjects were told that, and they were paid, and this is part of it. That's why he had so many volunteers to do it. That they were going to be part of an experiment for memory. Uh, a, a study on memory. So the researcher told them, okay, what you're going to do, you're going to sit on the other side of this panel. And on the other side is going to be this person that is, you're going to ask questions to. If they get the question wrong, you're going to press this button and it's going to give them a shock. And each they gave the gets, other person a shock, right? Yeah, yeah. They're going to give the other person a shock that gets the person that. Gets yeah, but the they think point. it's going to be them. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Okay. And anyway, um, as the shocks increase in number, they also increase in intensity until it gets up into like this death range. And all the while, there's the person on the other side of the wall isn't really saying reacting it's a recording where the people where it's a voice going ah please don't do that i have a heart condition ah oh for the love of god will you please stop oh my god please stop ah you know and to see we, how much compassion we have for other souls exactly it's that and also but also the exper- the experiment or the one leading the experiment would say you must continue these questions. No, you're not going to stop. You have to finish these questions. And what they found is that all of them would give, all of them gave the 300-volt shock, but 26 out of 40 gave the 450-volt shock, which is like, the deathly the dead the death the death yeah wow. and there was no so there yeah. wasn't a real the experiment was not with real voltage but they were finding out the human condition would exactly. you take somebody down that you didn't even know kind right. of deal right and now it's kind of sad <laughs> yeah and the thing is with in this study was repeated 
many different times in many different countries, and the results were always the same. So, and they used the study to kind of give uh, an explanation of how something like the Holocaust could have happened. Mm. With uh, so, it's just like we follow orders to a fault, basically. Yeah, I watched this thing recently. I see with- for his pineapple juice. <laughs> Bill Burr did something. Did you see the show? I think it's on Hulu. Bill Burr uh, has a thing called Immoral uh, something. It's something immoral, and he's like the host. And then he just gives you shorts, like 10 to 20-minute videos with actors and everything about how you could do things, and it's very, very similar to that. It's very sick. It's kind of like, what would we do as humans if you were in this position? kind of right. deal and um right. oh god it's uh i can't remember the name of it but it'll come to me and i'll, I'll let you know what it is but it's funny because it's bill burr <laughs> but it, it culminates to the end where it's really about this guy's character his life comes to this point where he has to take care of a kid and it's very sick but it's oh, oh yeah i think very humanistic Exactly. And if you listen to the song, when they're saying, especially as the, the song progresses, we do what we're told in the background, you can hear voices screaming. Uh, so it's actually a pretty, it's simple, but it's pretty creative at the same time. Yeah. What did you think of this song, Eric? Yeah, it's, it's a cool, uh, he did a lot of obviously a lot of research on, on this one. It's, it's a, it's a cool tune, um, about the human condition, I would right. say, uh, the song's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, but the, the, I guess the, the message is pretty deep, I'd say. And, and, uh, it's not bad, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, a, especially if you know the backstory to it right. and then you listen to it, it it's uh, kind of yeah. cool. It's yeah. it's one of those that yeah you got to kind of dig a little deeper than, right. than just hearing it one time yeah right and and that brings us to the next one this is the picture uh, it's stout squeaky door goes I didn't uh, know the door was unlatched and the dog just pushed his way through it get some <laughs> friggin' WD forty man freak you man I'm trying to. It, it sounds like you live in a haunted house. I kind of like it. Yeah. This is the picture. What do you think of this song? Stout? They're going to come in and murder me if I don't have that sound. Um, this is the picture. I feel like <laughs> the whole album culminates to this portion where it's like, look what I can do with sounds. You know, I, I just didn't feel like there was a lot behind this song. It was like, look what I can do with all the sounds that were on the album. So I didn't, nothing really touches me about that song at all. I see. I see. What do you think, Eric? Yeah, um, I thought the video was kind of weird. We uh, didn't watch the videos. Yeah. We're talking about songs. And also, you actually, I know. I, okay, the no, song's in the friggin' video, Stout. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. The, the video is kind of the video. I love winding you up. I did see it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's really. I I don't know. It. Uh, I, I shouldn't like this song. I shouldn't like it at all. It's very. It's a weird video and a kind of a weird song. 
but I kind of like it for some oh, reason. I love this song. Yeah, because you, really? because you don't want to agree. Something about you don't want to agree with Stout. You're like, well, I won't yeah, agree with Stout, so true. I like it. That's true. No, no. I, I actually, I, I, in some weird, I don't know, uh, dimension, I like this song. Yeah. I, I thought we were listening to albums and not watching videos. No, yeah, yeah, I just said I like the sound of the song, not no, just yeah. the video. <laughs> no. no, no, I like it. Now he, the woman is Lori Anderson, and she actually recorded it first for her album, and then Peter Gabriel put it on this one too. Now there's a live version of this. Uh, uh, Peter Gabriel opened with this song on his 1987 tour after this album came out and it's really cool. It's lengthy and it's four guys. There's a couple guys like hanging on to one of those keyboard guitar things. Uh, Peter Gabriel being one of them, a guy playing bass and a guy playing guitar. And they're standing on front of the stage, all dressed up in their eighties pop garb. And they have the Madonna headset microphones on and it's choreographed. It's like perfectly choreographed. It would make like uh, sync or New Kids on the Block or the Backstreet Boys proud. I'm like, holy cow, no kidding. This is cool as shit. And it's it's really good. It's really Well, good. he it's actually, good. on stage, he actually does his concert shows. They're actually pretty uh, involved. Oh, so um, phenomenal. phenomenal. There's another one where he is in a telephone where he's like reaching out. It's what's it called? Um, it doesn't matter what it's called, but he is in a telephone booth and the telephone booth comes out of the stage and then his band starts playing. They're phenomenal musicians. All his bands are, are great. And then he's talking and I think it's Kate Bush on the stage and she's singing to him and he can't reach out to her. And when he goes out, the telephone cord keeps pulling him back and he keeps stretching toward her till he gets right upon her. And then, the stage pulls him back with the cord and everything. It's pretty cool. I mean, he's a artist. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and we're talking about the music stout, not all the, you know, yeah. Not all, the, not all the stage stuff stout. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, I'm sorry. Albums. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You guys are right. I'm sorry. You got me back. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, it's all right. Touche. It's, you hurt my feelings. Touche. Touche. Yes. Okay. Or as the French would say, or as we would say, touche. Touche. Touche, exactly. Yeah. Okay, then the final song on the <laughs> most recent versions is In Your Eyes, which... There's another it, song? Yeah, this is the last song. In Your Eyes sh- should be the... I mean, the, we grew up with In Your Eyes being the first track on the second side, but now, ever since 2002, every edition of So that's been put out since 2002 has had in your eyes as the final song as peter gabriel wanted it initially yeah but i thought it was like five songs ago no we mentioned it in, but we didn't talk about it. we're going to talk about in your eyes at length by the way in your ass no it's not in your ass it's in that's your sledgehammer yeah it oh. like sledgehammer. <laughs> yeah that sledgehammer is in your ass yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> we got in your ass Otherwise known as Sledgehammer. Then we got In Your Eyes. Yeah. yeah. Freaking. Oh, Eric. He always gets me good. Exactly. Exactly. Well, so what was the video like, Eric, to In Your Eyes? <laughs> it's, it's sad. 
it's kind of a sad video. Uh, uh, it, I don't know why. Um, hopefully, there's a happy ending. Little uh, Johnny Kuzak. More than one way. Uh, but I'm just, I don't know. The video is okay. He's shirtless, um, which is a little disturbing. Who but is? There, but there's no yeah. nipplage or anything. So Peter it's, it's kind of. Yeah. I love funny. that little Johnny Kuzak. He was in a long coat with the radio above his head. No, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the Peter Gabriel video. We're not talking yeah. about the Say Anything movie. Yeah. Oh. But, um, yeah. I really like this song. I, I really do. It's enjoyable. I like uh, everything works together good. Uh, the words, uh, the meaning. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's really a deep song and, I don't know, very well done. It could be one of uh, the best love songs of all. I see a doorway to a thousand churches. Yeah, no kidding. And you know, this song and this song was written about Rosanna Arquette, as was the Toto song Rosanna, which makes you think, holy shit, what is so great about Rosanna? Rosanna must have a, a honey dripper. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, I, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say about that stout, uh, but, but I remember in college, um, there was this girl, she had a young woman, she had this straight, straight hair, it's kind of like dirty blonde color, uh, she had like these big, uh, almost like Marty Feldman blue eyes, but not quite Marty Feldman blue eyes, a slight overbite, and she always wore like these corduroy hippie-ish pants and would wear like this fedora kind of hat and she had a really cute butt i remember and there was something about her that was just so just like this mystique like mysterious like you just didn't know what it was about her but there was something and i remember at a party one time there was just a few of us and she was there and i talked to her for a while then I walked away to these two other guys, and I, I think her name was Christina. And I'm like, what is it about Christina? And they're both like, yeah, I know, right? I can't put a finger on it, but it's just, it's something. It's something. Come to find out later on, there was a guy that uh, hooked up with her. And then afterwards, just became obsessed with her. Like, could not leave her alone to the point that she almost had to, like, call the police on him. Because he was just like, you know mad in love with her after this one hookup so i tell him the story of this young woman and i'm thinking to myself that must be rosanna arquette Mm. i mean it's just yeah i mean to have two very memorable in fact the most uh powerful love song of our generation written about her she must be there must be something about rosanna arquette i think there's three or four actually um about her that rock stars wrote a couple of them didn't say anything but so there is something about her if i wanted to date her i think it's those flat front teeth i like those teeth i see do you know where i'm coming from like she's got the look like rosanna like um not rosanna uh what's her sister uh patricia patricia is the one i like the most right Patricia's got the flat teeth and she's weird. Not Rosanna. Who cares about Rosanna? Jeez, I wouldn't write a song about that. I'd write Patricia. Uh, Rosanna was in uh, 
desperately seeking Susan. Yeah, with the but Madonna. She was good. She was also in Pulp Fiction. She had uh, uh, facial piercings in Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, she's all right. So in your eyes, um, or no, wait, uh, where did you go back to? Oh, in your eyes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I feel like in your eyes, to be honest with you, is cut down because of the popularity, not the talent behind it. I feel like over the years, everybody's like, oh, in your eyes, you know, like with a hit, like Stairway to Heaven. Like yeah. people go, oh, that again, that again. But like Eric said, it is a really good song. You know, if you it get is. past where people say, you know, people in history just go, oh, in your eyes, oh, that again. Uh, you know, because it became popular. I, mm -hmm. I hate when people cut things down when it's good, you know, well, that one again, you know, that kind of shit. Right. Right. I, yeah, I, I don't hear it often enough now to really get tired of it. Right. Uh, as I do like a stairway to heaven. There have been some good, just straight up acoustic versions of this song uh, that I've enjoyed. Uh, it's just a good all around song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's my favorite song on the album. It probably was at one point. Uh, I, I'm thinking now Don't Give Up might be my favorite song on the album just simply because I want to hug Kate Bush. Um, it's a good, you want to just hug any Bush. It's I, yeah, a good song. It's, it's a good song because Don't Give Up has a deeper meaning and it is really crafted well where he sings versus her singing. But um, Big Time would be mine because it lifts you up a little bit. Because it lifts you up a little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, Eric? Yes. What's yeah. yours? I think What's he said what? big time. I, your big your time. song. No, you album. guys don't listen to me, do you? He said all. big time. Do I, am I just talking to the freaking wall here? No, he yeah, said he said it would be kind of eyes. his favorite. Said, in he... Your Eyes is my favorite song. Oh, it is. In Your, in your eyes. eyes is your, okay. In Your yeah. Eyes. In your I think so. Yeah. No, yeah. now it is not anymore <laughs> after that, Stout. In Your Eyes. Yeah, Stout, you just ruined it. Sorry, it. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, uh, my favorite person. video is the Kate Bush video. Yes, that video. No. That video no, actually stands not. up. That video actually stands up pretty well. It does. Yeah, I mean, Kate Bush I, I is a good musician. I on bet her you own, that video you know? costs a lot of money. Yeah. Well, yeah, to have them standing on a like rotating like disc like a pizza. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I want to do the a old... video with Rounding Third. I want to hug Rounding Third and have us sing a song together. Yeah. Yeah, maybe there's a reason. One. There's a reason he's wearing a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. So, I think of uh, I'll do I'll do some rankings here. The Rolling Stone uh, in their Rolling Stone magazine's top 500. This is number 297, which I think is too low considering Purple Rain is number eight. I mean, yeah, it, yeah, and. Uh, Colin Larkin's all-time top 1,000 albums. This is number 82. Uh, that one might it might be about right in my view. You guys would probably think it's a little bit a little too high. high. Yeah, a little high. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, I mean, I, is it a top 100 album of all time when you're talking about pop? Um, I would think it would be at 100. About a 100. I I could see that. I it would be that. right at, it would just make 100, I would think. Yeah. yeah. 101. Now, in the 1987 Grammys, this was nominated for Album of the Year. 
and it did not win. Do you know what did win for album of the year in 1987? <laughs> Metallica? <laughs> no, they didn't even get nominated. Uh, though uh, uh, Injustice for All came out. No, it wasn't Injustice for All. Uh, what was the one, the last album with Cliff Burton on it? That doesn't matter. Um, Master of Puppets. Master of Puppets, thank you. Okay. Uh, Graceland by Paul Simon one album of the that was actually a good album and good videos to that as well yeah i never got into that album i always thought it was overrated paul simon annoys me but i i know he annoys you but you do you like simon garfunkel though yeah no i i a little i do like simon and garfunkel i don't like paul simon very much no simon is a brilliant musician yeah he is i just don't like that album he's a jerk yeah I know, I, I, but he's it, still talented, you know. He is. Yeah. He's very talented. Yeah. What else was nominated that year were Biber Streisand Broadway album. And the thing is with that, it's yeah. just like it doesn't matter what Barbara Streisand puts out. She's going to get nominated for everything that she puts out. Yes. She was good back in the day. I mean, but I mean, who remembers that the, her Broadway album? I mean, she could, Oh no, not Broadway. No, 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 no. I mean, no, she could fart in a microphone and they'd give her a Grammy nomination. I would smell the microphone after. Yeah. Um, Janet Jackson's Janet Jackson's control was nominated for album. Oh, I like that. Yeah. It's, that's good. And then this one, you'll get a kick out of this one. Miss Jack, Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. Yeah. Paul Simon's overall annoying. Thank you, Sergeant Williams. That's why mm-hmm. we do such a good job co-hosting together. <laughs> um, you'll get a kick out of this one. The last album that was nominated <laughs> that year for album of the year was Steve Winwood back in the high life. <laughs> I like anything Steve has been in. I'm sorry. If you guys don't like him, he was in uh, what? Uh, Traffic. Um, Traffic. traffic he was that, in traffic he was in he was in spencer davis he was in with uh eric clapton he was in spencer davis traffic steve Winwood alone what was the other one blind, blind faith. faith yes and, yes. and so, jethro tall was he in jethro was he no you guys fell you, for it again you <laughs> son of a <laughs> bitch i knew that time i knew you got me too and yeah, i still sure, fell for it sure i laughed and i knew but um yeah, but, no, but I like high life that that back in the high life that album. Well, it was eighties pop. He was going yeah, for eighties pop. The record co- company told him what to do. Matt, don't forget that the record companies hold your value until you go on tour. Exactly. So, yeah, you know. So, but uh, but Steve Winwood, like, what was the songs? One of my favorite songs by Steve Winwood was. Um, um, come down on your own, leave your body low. That was, but that was Blind Faith. That was uh, no, it was he wrote it, and it was he wrote Blind it, but, it was, but he performed it with Blind Faith, I mean, and he uh, also performed it with Traffic. It was his song. Yep. And yeah. and the version with Eric Clapton playing guitar was the best version, yes. and that is a very very sweet song. It really means something to me. That song does. That's good. That's good that you enjoy it. Okay, back to Peter Gabriel. So now we're going to do our one through ten rankings on this album. It's interesting because I put this out on Twitter about uh, on a one through ten scale, where would you put this? And the three people that responded said ten. It's a perfect ten. And I'm like, what? It's not a perfect ten. It's not. 
It's not. I mean, really, there's probably five albums I could name, not right now, that are perfect tens. That means every song on it is good. Every song on it is like kicks ass. And I mean, that's not the case with this album. Um, Going through the ones that we've already reviewed, we reviewed Purple Rain. I'd give that one a seven. Uh, Like a Version, I'd give a four. Pyromania, Pyromania, I'd give like a five and a half. Pyromania was and, pretty good. That was a good album. Yeah, yeah I would give it about a five yeah. and a half, maybe a, a six at the very, very best. And, and the Cure Disintegration, um, <laughs> I, I gave an eight. Now, going into reviewing this, I would have given this album a nine. Then I went back and forth. I'm like, no, this isn't a nine. Uh, it's but it's definitely not an eight because it's better than the cures disintegration. So I'd give this about an eight point five. Uh, how about you, Stout? I would give this a seven point five. Seven point five. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I I think I you know I liked it enough. I think most of the stuff is solid, but I you know seven point five. That's a pretty good score, I think, for this album. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's fair. And how about you, Eric? Actually, I I always think about Eric when it comes to pop 80s albums or poppy 80s albums that aren't driven by guitar and bass and drums. Uh, mm. What is uh, what's your uh, take? Uh, one I, I'd say <clears throat> I'd say six, six, six and a half, six, um, six and a half. Yep. And, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, yeah, maybe a seven, maybe a yeah. seven. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's cool though i mean you know peter gabriel has earned his way you know (laughs) with us at least well it's well what i hear eric saying is it would be six at the lowest seven at the highest maybe depending on how you're feeling on any given day yeah i i mean the older i get the more i appreciate music for what it is uh you know, and, and the, the talent and the effort and the message and, and the different things, not just the catchy, the catchy, uh, riffs and, and hooks and stuff. So, uh, yeah. Um, it is, it, yeah. I, I think as you start more to... than I would have in high school, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think as you start to play or as you're doing Eric and, and we did it early in life and now I find it hard to learn anything or to, to, advance in music you took it on later in life and i think you're getting better by the day because you're more focused and when you play i think the appreciation for you like for me i appreciate all music and i try to do it but i'm not good at it anymore and i think with you anytime it's fresh and you're trying to do your thing it really means a lot you know what i mean like i i think you uh, like when I see you when we're in Maine and we're hanging out, you really have a passion for it and you get, you're developing your sound and you understand the qualities of each type of pedal or, or amp or whatever. And I was riding the truck with you and I said, you know, I think I asked you, uh, I, I want to experiment with the Mesa boogie and you go, I got one stout. You want to experiment with that? I, I switched to orange and I go, I was very curious about that. Those two, the amplifiers. <laughs> Welcome, Nikki so. Grandma, to the live studio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have one last question. I'm going to ask this question at the end of every album review we do from here on out. 
off this album, what is the what would be the best song to get busy with to make love to? <laughs> That's obvious. Come on, guys. None of them. Just kidding. Uh, don't give up. Don't give up. You'd want to make love. Well, it's a long one. It's yeah, long but I would one. just play. You, you just play the Kate Bush part. Yeah. Okay. How about you, Eric? Uh, I would. Uh, yeah. Sledgehammer, and then don't give up afterwards don't when I'm crying. Up. Afterwards, when you're crying, yeah. Well, it'd be don't give up because it'd be like uh, at our age, we'd have a hard time getting an erection. So it'd be Kate Bush going, don't give up. Because <laughs> you still have friends. <laughs> not, not always. You I mean, too much. <laughs> no, you guys are. Yeah. You are. You are right about that. I was about to say you're wrong about that, but you're right about that. <laughs> don't uh, give yeah. up. And I'm like, stop talking. Stop singing to me. <laughs> Wait, no. let's let's throw big time in there. So I'd do sledgehammer big time, and then I'd cry afterwards with "Don't Give Up." Oh, maybe it's a, maybe it's a whole album. Yeah, to me it so. would be. Wait, uh, do you uh, have to be held part. though in the middle, Eric? Do you have to be oh, held? That comes at the end. Yeah, the end. Uh, I don't know. We do what we're told. That's another. No, uh. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Welcome, stout, squeaky door to the live studio. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna freaking package up some WD-40 and send it down to you. <laughs> oh, the murderers will come in if I fucking take care of it. Yeah. No, I, I said this is the picture because it's got a lot of good porno bass and kind of that funky porno yeah. guitar too. What, so what the heck's going be. on? Eric's favorite video is joined. Yeah, yeah, and other idiot savant. Uh, joined, yeah, exactly. You, you're alienating the millennials. Can I I'm ask you something, Matt? That's what Matt? we're trying to do. That's what we're trying. Yes, you can ask me a question, of course. All right. So, if we do another album review, can it be something that Eric would want to do, or something along the lines of funky groove jazz rock? Yeah, or something can. like that. Well, what we can do, I mean, because we do 80s stuff and I get it. And I don't want to pick anything because you guys will just shit on it. But um, just Eric don't pick I, Squire, just don't pick Billy Squire. Bro. No, I'm just. I, mm. Yeah, but I just 30, I, I would like I would special. I would love to review an album by like Clutch or something. And I don't know that you listen to that. Well, and I don't know if people would care to listen that's the biggest thing yeah but you you you're so worried about that but the other week when you did a live show and you couldn't um you couldn't uh uh you couldn't put it out after right whatever you call it Mm -hmm. like and then you were like and i said uh play this song and you were like yeah yeah that worked out you you said i thought you were setting me up i was like no it's a good song you know and you did it and it Yep. And it was a good song, and I've I've introduced Eric to that song and and some of these things. So let Eric pick an album that he could review that's up sure. his alley, yep. and then or let me pick one one day, and then we don't always have to stick with eighties. We just listen to it and then we pick it apart like we do. I pref- yeah, we can do that. We can do that. I mean, Sergeant Williams and I stick to tend to stick to eighties m- movies. I mean, the whole premise there is does it stand the test of time uh she has chosen the next two movies which i'll let people know what they are a little bit later on in fairness i should let you guys choose an album rj keller really wants to review born in the usa 
and I know that Stout, you have an affinity for Springsteen. Uh, so uh, Why? Because I'm from, like, I grew up in Jersey since I was five. <laughs> like, when I came to Maine, I was five. I sounded like this. I go, hey, fuck you, you motherfucker. Welcome erectile dysfunction to the live studio. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, I remember you liking uh, Springsteen, but uh, Springsteen's I mean, okay. I don't listen to him on a daily basis, but I love when yeah, you I do a show. I love when you do shows with uh, with the Sergeant Williams or R.J. Keller. I they're very very deep and involved shows, and I like them. And they are very smart people. And they're good shows. It's not like us getting together being dinks from high school, you know? Oh, no, you're fine. Well, I mean, what we really what I'd like to do, because I like to do retrospectives of when we were kids. I prefer it to be 80s uh, albums. So um, at some point we might run out of ideas. But, I mean, it's really not fair for me to choose all the albums. So I'm okay with you guys choosing albums to review. I definitely we can go that we can go that route for the next uh few times you can do one eric can do one and i'll have to do the born in the usa one with rj keller and uh either of you guys or both are welcome to join in on that as well i don't know if i want to do one anymore now why is that because i'm just i'm just i'm just kidding so matt i got a i i got a good idea for uh a show in the future uh, Mm -hmm. if you don't mind me saying Go ahead. Uh, it would be uh, uh, the best bands that nobody knows, and and possibly bands that that nobody knows about, but uh, you know we've listened to and and we like, but it's not necessarily on radio play or. or... I love that idea. Yeah. I love and, that idea. And the good thing about that, it would be kind of educating to people, um, you know. Okay, so why don't we do that for our next? Uh, kind of trio show together uh, and we can each choose maybe five of our own bands. Yeah, I think so. You okay with that stout? He muted himself. I noticed. No, I mean, but five, five bands you're saying each of us would choose five bands uh, to mention that maybe nobody else has heard of that, but we individually enjoy. Oh my God. Yeah. That's a good one. Eric, that is a good one because I think like Eric and I will share things now and again, very seldomly, but I think I pointed something out and Eric's like, that's cool. I have to investigate more of that or whatever. But, and I, I think I've shown things to you, Matt, but yeah, that would be great because nobody ever goes out of the box. That's true. That's true. You know? Yeah. Why don't we do that? And then kind of behind the scenes, we can discuss, the who the bands are and uh then we can go or we don't even have to we can just go fresh and just go right into it however you guys want to do is it is it possible to play snippets or or like uh one good song from just to introduce it yeah i can do that i can play it right from my phone on my spotify it's okay to do it as long as it's under uh a minute yeah Uh, i think also I think also, Matt, if we play it from our, like if we have a, something going on at home, like a separate phone, we can play a snippet and it won't pick up that it's the actual song. Right. Um, well, if it, you don't it, pipe it in, because you pipe it in. The sound quality might not be the greatest, but. Right. Y- yeah, yeah. 
Hey. Um, yeah. Hey, did you that. just do high Jill voice? Uh, I did, but I did it kind of low. Yeah. So here it is. Oh, my God, it's Jill. There we go. Yeah. There there she's is. finally in. She's it. Yeah, she's in towards the tail end. Yeah, we can totally do that. We can, we can totally, do that. totally. Totally. All right. Let's end this one, guys. I love you. And love uh, you too. I love you guys. And love you guys. Wait, we're we're done. Oh yeah, Remember, we're done. Don't I, give up. And don't give don't up. Don't give up. Because you still have friends and you worry too much. And if that doesn't work, use pharmaceuticals because then that helps. And uh anyway. Exactly. Don't hang up on me. I'm giving up. I'm giving up. <laughs> Until next time, love you all. I'll be here live Tuesday for a Thanksgiving show. Have a good evening. This is love you guys. You guys. Yeah, all right, bye. Do.